Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the fifth season of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, Social Impact Stories from Manchester. I'm Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, your friendly host. It's a privilege and a pleasure for me to interview some of the most inspiring people working in Manchester's social impact sector and feature them on this podcast. My guests are leaders and worker bees associated as employees, trustees and volunteers with social enterprises, non-profits and community groups. They share their life stories and passions with you, dear listener. My aim through this podcast is to inspire you and share a bit of good news. My guests tackle serious concerns in Manchester, but many of these are also universal themes resonating in many parts of the globe. All my guests talk about the power of collaboration and how together we are stronger. They of course expand on their pride in Manchester and Mancunians as well. I hope you enjoy listening to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or Google or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also listen to the podcast episodes and read the transcripts on my website www.meetthemancunian.co.uk. If you are a new listener, you can log on to www.meetthemancunian.co.uk to listen to the first four seasons of the podcast and read more about my podcasting story. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the first episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season 5. Passionate about supporting people of all abilities, we hear from John Galloway, co-founder Speed of Sight charity in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest John Galloway. co-founder speed of sight charity thank you so much john for joining me today you're very welcome thank you for the very kind invitation no i'm really looking forward to hearing all about the good work you're doing but first perhaps tell us about your passion for helping the visually challenged or the blind how did that start um i suppose that started um it's a good question a long time ago back in the early 90s so in the year 2000 i happened to have the good fortune of meeting a, a gentleman who was to become my business bank manager who at the same time himself was blind and his personal story intrigued me uh, very much so um he had 
just about achieved, believe it or not, a Guinness World Record for riding a motorcycle at over almost 100 miles per hour. Um, So that that caught my attention uh, quite a lot. Um, And uh, I got to know Mike a lot, a lot better. I understood what he had done was the impossible made possible. A blind man riding a motorbike at almost 100 miles an hour. You've got to hold your hands up. But I was soon to find out that uh, his um, journey was just beginning when it comes to high-octane motorsports. And he wanted to drive a car, believe it or not, at 150 miles an hour. And he needed someone to help project manage that. And that was to be me. Wow. That is such an interesting story. And I guess, is that how you got started with the Speed of Sight charity? Uh, No. So Speed of Sight charity wasn't to happen for another 10 years after that. So Speed of Sight charity. So you are right. That was the reason why Speed of Sight set up. And I actually left my daytime job, my the business that I had when I opened a bank account with Mike and uh, the bank he worked for. And he also left the bank he worked for. And together, we co-founded this charity, Speed of Sight, um, in 2012. And uh, I'm pleased to say that Speed of Sight provides the impossible possible by allowing people who are blind, people who have other limiting disabilities. So autism might be might be the case, depending where they are on the autistic ladder. Uh, epilepsy would be another. Down syndrome would be another. Stroke would be another. So those are just some examples of where some people with those types of disabilities may never be able to drive a car either for the first time in their lives or regrettably since they encountered that disability. So stroke, epilepsy, etc. Tell us a little more about Speed of Sight charity and what it, you know, uh, you talked about the people you benefit, but what is it that, what is the experience that you provide to these people? So, deeper. I want you and anybody else listening to this right now to put yourself in the place of someone who's encountering this disability, even if it means closing your eyes and imagining for the first time you're about to climb into the seat of a racing car. And I mean a racing car, a real racing car. Are you not sat in the passenger seat? you actually sat in the driving seat. You can feel the steering wheel. You've got the pedals beneath your feet, the brake and the accelerator. You're on a real racing circuit. And for the first time in your life, you're about to drive that car around a circuit again and again and again. And working together as a team, sat alongside you as an instructor. Um, Now, that instructor also has a steering wheel. So, unlike most cars, our cars are specially adapted. 
So there's a steering wheel on either side. There's brakes and accelerator in either side. And deeper, let's pretend for one moment you are the person with that particular difficulty or disability. And I say, deeper, can you feel those? Can you feel the steering wheel? Yes, I can. Deeper, can you feel beneath your feet the steering wheel? Can you feel beneath your feet the accelerator and the brakes? Yes, I can. Well, together, we're about to go quicker than you could ever imagined. And when I say to you, go, and you can hear me talk to you and vice versa through the headsets in the helmet you are now wearing to help to keep you and the instructor safe, and through the headpiece and the comes, we're able to work together as a team. So when I say accelerator, you accelerate. When I say brake, you brake. When I say left, 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 you still left. When I say right, 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 you still right. And if you're not breaking enough, then our instructor will break enough. If you're not accelerating enough, then the instructor will accelerate more. If you are not steering enough to keep you on course to the left or to the right, then the instructor is also there to help you keep on track. So lap one, imagine you are very nervous. You're quite scared. You can't quite comprehend what you're now doing. Then you do lap two. And you're a little bit quicker because you're thinking, oh, this is uh, different. Lap three and four, you're going much quicker, much, much quicker. And then lap five, six and seven, you are going round and round and round this whole racing circuit. Lap seven, eight, nine and ten, you're in a different space. You're now living your life in that moment. You're not thinking about the difficulty that you have in life, seeing or moving or hearing or communicating or the aches and pains that you have or the trials and tribulations that we, on a day-to-day basis, all, all have to encounter. And by the time you get to lap 15 and 16, you are on cloud 9, 10, 11, and you're still going. And by this time, you're now on lap 20. And lap 20, you are given the checkered flag. Deeper, your experience is over. And as you arrive into the pit area, like any racing driver, you come to a stop. Our pit crew are there to greet you. And maybe myself or one of the other team members, as you come to a stop, We approach you, the car is safe to go to, we take your helmet off, we take off your balaclava. If you've got hair, your hair is like racing driver hair, it's all over the place. You've had the breeze of the wind and everything else associated with with our weather over here. And I will say to you, Deeper, you've just had your speed-aside experience. Come on. Tell me about that is amazing that is really amazing and you you brought it alive in a few minutes thank you for sharing that because we've got listeners from around 44 countries and i'm sure they'd be very interested thank you for sharing that but 
tell me a little bit about the challenges. There must be many because you are doing the near impossible. You're giving people who are perhaps having that first experience or an experience after a disability for the first time. Are there any challenges that you've faced and how have you overcome them? The challenges for the charity or the the challenges for the individuals? I think challenges for the charity. What are the challenges for speed of sight uh, to deliver (laughs) these experiences? How long is this podcast going to last? (laughs) Maybe a long last. Pick two. Pick two maybe that you think that you would really want to talk about. In in no particular order, um, if you can imagine, and I'm happy because this is a podcast for anyone to correct me with what I'm about to say, but in 10 years, no one else has corrected me yet. Speed of Sight, as to the best of our knowledge, is the only charity in the world that does what we do in the way that we do it for blind and people with other disabilities. Yes, there are military charities that do specific um, driving activities and and other things for people who are ex-military, but we cater for men, women, children, all ages, all backgrounds. And the challenges that we have is that we don't receive any government funding. Um, because we are, because also we're so unique, we're still making a name for ourselves because would you ever think to Google uh, a blind or driving experience uh, for someone who's blind or disabled? Probably not. Uh, Probably more likely now, but certainly eight, nine, ten years ago, that was not the case. So we were groundbreaking, and to to do these experiences, we have to go to racing circuits all over the country, Um, and that needs funding. We need insurance to fund what we do. Um, I mean, to give you an idea, our, our commercial insurance, our public liability is probably ten times more uh, than any normal day-to-day business. Of course. Um, our cars need to be bought. Our cars need to be specially adapted. We need to get the team members or all volunteers from A to B. And we need to get the cars there. So financially, it's a challenge. I know that was a long um, question, one answered, uh, but I had to get there sooner or later. So every day, um, our challenges are faced. And um, we're, we're lucky that we have a couple of initiatives that business people really, really like and are getting to the grips with and are now readily stepping forward to want to be involved in our movement for good. Um, another challenge, um, the other challenge, I suppose, is finding more venues. And in particular, we're quite weak in the south of England. So we, we definitely would like to have more venues that we can we can visit in the south of England and, and therefore anywhere else around the UK, but the south of England in particular is a, is somewhere we'd like to go to more often. Thank you for sharing those. What impact would you say you've made so far? Obviously for the individual, there would be a huge impact because you've given them that life-defining experience, something that perhaps they've always had a hankering for. But are there is there something else you could tell us about impact? You know what? When you look at yes, I absolutely can, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. Um, 
But I can tell you that after doing this for 10 years now, um, and uh, we've delivered well over 2,000 of these experiences, in fact, probably nearly 2,500 experiences for people with disabilities, they, they come back to us and they, they tell us. Right? Of course, in the moment, almost without any exception, every one of our drivers are elated and they're in the moment and they have excitement and they will either share how profound that was through being tearful, a happy tearful experience, maybe being speechless, unable to say what they've just experienced. On the other hand, there are others that will more than happily gesticulate and scream and shout about how amazing that experience was in that given time. And I've learned to understand that all of those pieces of feedback on the day are special. What I wasn't to realise, and now that I've been doing it 10 years, I can say to you with, with clarity, we will get emails and communication from people who did the experience five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago, where they will send us an email and say, do you know, the experience that I did with you all the way back then changed my life. Because if you think about it deeper, and anybody else out there right now, how do you feel when you have just achieved something that you never thought you could? How do you feel even better when you achieve something that people tell you you couldn't do? So driving these cars isn't just about an experience of, oh, we've just had a bit of fun in a car. It's lovely. We'll go home now. It doesn't do that. It changes you as a human being because you've just done something the world's told you that you can't do. So guess what? Here's the thing. What else can I now do that you are all telling me I never will be able to? So, yeah, I feel extremely touched and humbled every single time we operate one of these experiences but we couldn't do it without the vast supporters that we have the volunteers that we have are incredible and the the partnerships through businesses for our inspired 25 club is is inspiring so we so i have the pleasure of doing this podcast but I, I would be nothing without the people who support the charity. Thank you for sharing that. And it does, uh, I mean, I really like the fact that they're coming back to you and it's changing their life and it's giving them the confidence to take on more challenges uh, because the world is not always as kind as it could be to people who are disabled. So that's really impressive. How can interested people reach out to you and learn more? Where can they find your website, social media? Yeah, um, there's um, obviously our website, all of the W's, um, followed by speedofsight.org. I'll repeat that, speedofsight.org, and site is spelled S-I-G-H-T.org. They will also find us on Twitter and Instagram, um, and they will also find us on Facebook and um, or in particular, if somebody wants to talk to me about partnering with Speed of Sight and becoming a, an Inspire member, um, 
starting from as little as £25 a month, that company can engage in something that ticks the boxes for CSR and ESG. And they can find me on LinkedIn, John Galloway at speedersite.org, co-founder. Thanks a lot, John. Uh, I'll definitely I'll include the link to your website and then uh, all your socials as well. I uh, wanted to ask you about some advice you may have for people looking to start something similar. You said you're groundbreaking and the one of the only charities in the world, but perhaps somebody gets inspired and wants to do something similar in another part of the world. How would they start? I have to say to you, I have been quite lucky in my professional career. I've, I've, I've been involved in many businesses over the years. Um, Speedersight is the only charity uh, that I've ever been involved in, and I've been doing that for 10 years. Um, I've built companies up, not the biggest companies in the world, but at my peak, on my own, I had a, a business with a different business partner where we were able to employ 35 people. And the reason why I'm giving you that story is that running a charity is the hardest thing in the world. And it's the hardest challenge that I've ever experienced. Um, don't run a charity if you think you're going to be doing it to earn money, because that's not what it's about. It's about making a difference. And if it's about making a difference, then you have to have that burning desire, that passion right to to do what you believe needs to be done the financial rewards do not come just easily as that they are very hard um so i would say to anybody yes by all means do a speed of sight or by all means do whatever your passion is in for a charity but you have to have that burning desire and be able to make the, at times, the financial sacrifices that you have to do to get to where you want to be. Thank you for sharing that. And I can imagine it, it is very challenging, especially in our current economic climate where, uh, you know, Absolutely. businesses might be a little bit more prudent about what they invest in and consider their choices. An opportunity now for you to talk about anything I haven't asked you about yet before I asked you my signature questions. So, again, I feel privileged to have opportunities like this, Deepa. Um, we were introduced and I was encouraged to come onto your, your brilliant podcast. Um, and basically, people will come often and have conversations with either me or other team members in Speed of Sight. And they will say what you 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 are inspirational and what you're doing is is amazing, and I simply have this in response: I'm not inspirational, but what is inspirational is the outcome of what we deliver. Inspiration deeper does not pay the bills. So, two years ago, we came up with an initiative. It's simply called Inspire 25 Club. And we put it out there to any business owner, large or small. If you're prepared to make a donation of £25 a month, we will recognise that on our social media 
We will do a social media welcome video thanking you as a business. We will then stick your logo and a 30-word description of your business on our website. And you will have exclusive invitations to attend any of our track days around the country. And if you follow the hashtag Inspire25Club, hashtag on LinkedIn, you will see how good it has actually been. And we now have in the region of 120 businesses who donate £25 plus a month. So to collectively, that one business that donates £25 a month has now become one of our biggest sponsors. And we are looking to have uh, a movement, an army of businesses who hopefully are going to queue up down the track side and want to join forces to make this even bigger and greater. Thank you for sharing that, John. And I do hope business owners and individuals who might be uh, looking for some kind of cause to support might come forward. Uh, we do have listeners across the UK and across the world as well. So uh, shout out to anybody who's interested. I will add one more thing, and you are quite right. And I have paid tribute already to our amazing volunteers. But that's not to say that we don't need more, because we do. Every single day, we would love to grow our volunteering uh, supporters across the UK. Um, so again, as well as Inspire members... We would love anybody who feels that they want to make a difference in someone's life, even so be it just for one day, please get in touch. Thank you. And again, shout out to listeners. Hopefully they will come forward and get in touch with you via your website and your socials. Thank you very much. I'm now going to ask you the signature questions I ask all my guests. So the first one for you is to describe the Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase. Um, resilient. Um, let's face it. Um, we live in challenging times. And they do, they do say there's the, there's the north-south divide. You know, and the weather for sure. Most of my family that live in England live in London. And indeed, I was born in London. Um, however, my home is the North West. And Manchester, I'm proud to be here since 1971. Um, wow. The people are more friendly, I seem to feel. Sorry for those of you that live in London or down the South. <laughs> now, they just seem to be more approachable. Um, the weather's definitely nicer in the South. So I'm very jealous of the, the weather down there. Manchester's always raining, or it feels like it a lot of the time. But people just seem like they're, one that they're happy to give you the time of day. right? Um, that maybe isn't everybody, but it's certainly my experience of most. Um, and and uh, they, they like to work together to support one another and to be able to make a difference. Um, and they've got a great sense of humour. We, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to get our hands dirty and get the job done. No, I, I resonate with everything you said. And uh, I relate to that as a brand new Mancunian, not one who's lived here as long as you. Can you share one man, a Mancunian that you think inspires you and the person could be from the past or the present? 
what can I say? There's, there's so many. I mean, obviously, for football fans out there, you know, George, George Best, what, a, what, what an absolute uh, icon of a man. Uh, Ricky Hatton, who's a legendary Mancunian boxer. Um, Hardman Hatton. Um, Alex Ferguson, uh, what a great example of a, a manager who was took on a, a big club with a that was dwindling and basically it, nowhere to be seen, and he made them into the empire that they that, that they are. They're you know huge, and I'm not even a Manchester United fan, so it pains me to say that. Um, and Guardiola, what he's doing in Man City, so. You know, there's so many. Tony Wilson, um, fantastic entrepreneur, man with drive. You know, the, one of the powers behind uh, the Hacienda. There's just so many to pick deeper. There's so many. Um, you just needed to pick one, but I understand. I know it's good that you have so many that have come to your mind as well. What's the most important life lesson you've learned so far? If you believe in something, don't give up. If you believe in something and you can see that, you can visualise it, don't let people put you down. Um, you know, for those of you that don't, uh, uh, that can't see me, I'm from an Afro-Caribbean background. Um, I'm a child of the, of the, uh, the 70s and, and 80s. And... Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, necessarily the easiest of times to grow up. Um, but I was a firm believer that you should never give up. Um, and in that time, you know, I've, I've achieved a lot with will and determination. And I'm proud to say that uh, the fight still goes on. I hope it always stays. Uh, thank you for sharing that. It's a it's an important life lesson to keep going and to kind of have that belief in yourself as well. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Because I've got a bald head, maybe a genie. So I would, the powers of a genie enabling me to grant wishes one wish at a time. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to claim one of those wishes soon. But thank you. Thank you. for That's a good one. <laughs> Is there a funny story you'd like to share with listeners, something at work or something in Manchester that you'd like to share? There's, for those people that know me, they would give you a long list of things that make that I make them laugh and I'm not even trying to be funny. So, uh, so I, I can imagine many of them now listening to this would be, <laughs> oh, tell them that story or tell them this story. Um, but what I will okay. say is that... <laughs> My best friend and co-founder of this charity, which I haven't really laboured on at all, he is—he was born blind. He has no sight at all. Um, and remember, I've just said that he's my—he's my best mate. So we'll—we'll we'll, you know, if we go to a pub or a bar or if we go out, um, I'm bearing in mind he can't see a thing. Um, and there has been the odd occasion, maybe more than one, two, three, or four, where I will leave him momentarily either at the bar or wherever we are, and I'll literally just leave him because I've forgotten he can't see. Right? Um, and I, I'm quite proud about that because, you know, I'm, you know, I don't look at Mike 
or people with disabilities for the disabilities that you can see them have. People are just people, regardless. So um, so I find it funny that I can leave a, a blind man or woman right, uh, forgetting that they're blind and they're, ju- they're just people. I think I find it funny. Mike probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to ask Mike, aren't we? But yes, thank you for sharing that. Uh, this is the end of the podcast. So thanks so much, John. It's been really a pleasure to talk to you today. And uh, you know, thank you so much for sharing about how you've, in the last 10 years, made such a big difference to those who are visually impaired or those who are blind or having disabilities of different kinds as well. Thank you, Deepa. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You are the podcast queen extraordinaire. Much appreciated and thank you for your time. John, I really enjoyed learning about helping people of all abilities experience the thrill of driving. Dear listener, thank you for listening to the first episode of Season 5 of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, Social Impact Stories from Manchester. I hope you enjoyed it and it motivates you to follow your own dreams and passions. Please do consider visiting the website www meetthemancunian.co.uk to leave me some feedback or suggestions on what causes resonated with you or ones that you would like to see featured here. I really welcome listener feedback and will do my best to incorporate your suggestions in future episodes. Next week, the Meet the Mancunian podcast talks to Jane Dennison about supporting adult fitness. Tune in on Tuesday, 25th April 2023 to hear the next episode. You can follow the podcast on social media as at the rate Meet the Mancunian on Instagram or Facebook or at the rate Mancunian Pod on Twitter. It would be lovely if you can share or leave a comment. Please do consider introducing this podcast to a friend or a family member. You can also sign up for my new weekly newsletter on www.makethemanunion.co.uk. No spam, weekly episode roundups, bonus content, and a preview of what's coming up next on the podcast. So do sign up. It'll be starting soon. Thank you so much.